0: Try introducing the show.
1: Okay. Hi everybody. Welcome to. Okay, no, I can't.
0: No, because <laughs> it... Wait, did you pause or did yeah, it just? Yes. I... Did you pause or
1: did it cut out? <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know. Like I shit myself in the middle. I was like. Arr!
2: Well, at first you like, started with "Hey, everybody!" So that was uh, great.
1: Yeah. What? That was. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know, know.
0: We're not live streaming yet. Just so milk, you know.
1: milk, lemonade. Round the, floor, the fudge is made.
0: Hey, that was good.
2: Yeah,
3: I've never all right. heard that before. Okay. I've never ever heard of that. before.
0: <laughs> but it did come all the way through. What? It was, it was the first sentence that didn't break up. So we're onto something.
1: Okay.
2: Do we want to okay. try phone? I, I,
0: I would prefer okay. he just tried the phone. You know what I mean? All right.
1: We'll do that. I think we the iPad is the People don't need to see my ugly face.
0: No, We're not when people anyway. don't
1: need to see my ugly face. Anyway. Right?
0: We we need to hear what you have to say. You know That's what?
1: You funny. are right. Everybody is bo- Almost everybody that listens is blind. Anyway, they don't need to see my face. anyway. <laughs> oh my god! Nobody cares.
2: This is my favorite song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my God I hate
0: my life and I don't know welcome everybody to what are we doing? Welcome to inspirations Beyond disabilities, where we discuss we discuss disabilities in a clear and rational and honest way. I like that. We create empathy and honesty through long form conversation. I'm joined by Ezra, Kai, and our new friend, Claire. You can find Claire on TikTok anywhere you find Blind Conversation. She's kind of like the superstar of our atmosphere. So we're excited to have her here. <laughs> I'm going to turn it over to Kai and Ezric. I'm going to turn it over to Kai so she can say what she needs to say and then I'll turn it over to Azarik after that
2: oh goodness goodness gracious okay Mm -hmm. um firstly Claire I'm such a huge fan and I'm so excited that I get to meet you oh my god I feel like I should have done this (laughs) before the live stream but you know what I'm sure they're okay with it because they can all relate I'm so excited to talk to you this is amazing (laughs) um second one welcome to unsubscribe third one Jason, Ezric, Claire thinks that I'm the funny one. And I just wanted to uh, brag about that real quick. And fourthly, Ezric, take it away. Okay, so to the whole
1: Claire thinks you're funnier, I'm not mad at it only because... Thanks, Rocco, just thanks. (laughs) I'm not mad at it because of the simple fact that I don't know. Jason swears it was you that said it. You swear that it was him, but whoever said it, we're we're the twins. You and I are one and the same, so I'm not mad at it.
2: <laughs> Could have been you who said it, honestly.
1: Honestly, I don't know, but we're the twins. So if if she thinks you're funny, that means she thinks I'm funny.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Mm, not really Oh Okay, okay. Ouch <laughs> Ouch 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 And ouch
0: I just don't think I mean, He knows how Upfront his New York personality is And how that doesn't Really translate globally You know what yeah, I
3: mean Yeah Yeah There's a. Um. I, I have a few American friends And they struggle With our humour Like in the nicest Possible way I feel Americans' humour Is a bit more simple Mm-hmm than what ours is but no i i definitely did say to, <laughs> that um she's the funny one not,
2: say it's this? not In other words she's calling
1: us dumb she's calling our humor no dumb.
3: no no no, no not, not dumb not dumb you just don't get the english humor
0: right. um, i mean i'm calling our humor of... dumb <laughs> Well, what I like to say about English humor is that it's it's more crowd-based. We don't get it individually. We don't understand Monty Python if we watch it alone. But if we mm. watch, watch it with a group of people and know what they're laughing at, we laugh at it too. And then from there, we get it, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I think that the main thing to consider is that your girl got global approval. Mm-hmm. And that means... Um, I don't know what that means, but I just wanted to bring it up. Worldwide status. You right. are funny worldwide.
0: Across the pond.
3: <laughs> That's the one right there. <laughs> we need some sort of badge.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes.
0: <laughs> UK approved.
1: It's like <laughs> USDA approved, but now it's UK approved. Just U- yeah, UK approved.
2: I'll get yeah. a badge and stitch it onto my jacket.
0: <laughs> well, I used to think. The sad you- thing is she will. I used to think the UK was this small place, but then I realized like Canada and Australia are part of it. So the UK gets props. They're bigger than I thought they were. They're way bigger than us, you know.
1: <laughs> Can I just say, you know, the UK is big when their Commonwealths have Commonwealths. But a bump.
0: American humor okay. for you. Did you get it, Claire?
3: Hi. to be honest when it comes to things like commonwealths and that i'm gone i'm just i'm out of there i have no idea what you're talking about
0: wow yeah i'm I'm not the
3: brightest spark in the box let's just put it it that way
0: (laughs) i love it burrow humor
1: (laughs) so um before Um, we jump into today's magnificent topic just want to like you know, warn everybody out there, we are going to be talking about, you know, self esteem. We're definitely going to be talking about body image and, you know, uh, body positivity and all that. We're also going to talk about fitness. So if that does, you know, trigger you, you know, step out. But if you do want to learn something and, and gain something from today's conversation, I do advise you, you know, you guys stick around and, and definitely listen. I'm sorry that I just, like, jumped in and, and cut Kai off if Kai was going to say something. Nope. Beautiful. Okay. <laughs> so, that being said, um, Claire, I, I know, like, one of the first videos that was really circling of yours, at least that we all remember in, as far as the, you know, the, the podcast goes, is, unfortunately, it was the one where somebody was being very rude and saying, you know, that you were ugly or some stupid shit like that. And Mm. honestly, one that upset all of us because as people that can actually have, like, all of us here still have some sight to some extent. Mm -hmm. And we can obviously tell you that you are, like, absolutely gorgeous. So this person must be blinder than us. (laughs) (laughs) But... That being said, it does make a point to um, discuss how that when comments like that are said because we can't see ourselves, it sticks with us. That other person's opinion that really shouldn't matter, you know, sticks more than it would to the average person because we value a sighted person's opinion because we can't really give, I guess, an opinion on our aesthetic, our our visual aesthetic. Mm. Yeah. So my first question is, one, you know, if it's not too much to ask, how did that, um, that video make you feel when, you know, that comment make you feel when you first came across it?
3: I get those comments quite a lot. And had that have been said to me 10 years ago, it would have really affected me. But I think now th- when... when I get negative comments about my looks from someone I don't know I don't let it bother me I just think you don't know me I, I don't know if it's because of sight loss but to me someone is beautiful attractive if they are a decent person on the inside and that person doesn't know me on the inside so therefore they cannot pass judgment on me they've purely judged me on what I look like and it's the you know the cliche saying you don't judge a book by its cover so now those kind of comments any kind of negative comment I don't let it phase me because I just think I don't know you I'm never going to see you again in well pun intended never going to see you again in my life so it doesn't actually bother me you say what you want
1: you know what? I, I love I love that um perspective, especially because I I think I've told Kai and I think I've told Jason this. I like to consider myself more of a, a person who's uh sapiosexual. It's a person who, you know, kind of looks more towards, you know, somebody's personality. Like you said, if they're mm. if they have a decent personality, that's what really makes them beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, it it you know amazes me that. You're also here talking about this because not yes we talk about it here and there, you know how we all look at people for them and and whatnot. But half of us will will still admit, yo, we asked our you know our friend, oh, did they look? Do they look good? You know what hmm. I mean? I, I think yeah, we get it. So I don't know, um Kai. <laughs> have Hello? you had an instance like this where somebody in your friend group, your family group, has said something? about your your image and it's just brought you down because you know yes you you know I think we've spoken about this yes you could still see yourself but there's still those moments where you you feel like their their opinion values more because they could see a little bit better
2: you know the fact is while I still have enough vision to see what I look like uh I can't see what I can't see and I don't know what I don't know. So I'm sure there are probably little details that maybe I can't see as well as, you know, the average fully sighted person. Um, So back in the day, I feel like I'm plosiving bad as shit back in the day. Oh God, I acknowledged. Okay. Anyway, back in the day, um, I feel like maybe it would have really bothered me, but I think as I get older, I just kind of realize that, like, everyone's going to have something to say no matter what.
3: Mm.
2: I don't like there's never been a time when someone didn't have something to say. And I've gone through a lot of like different kind of like fashion phases, if you will. And someone always had something to say. So I was like, you know, if I like it, I like it. I don't know. I don't really care about side of people's opinion anymore. <laughs> okay. Does that
3: make sense? Like, don't you find that? the like for me I found the more sight I lose the less I care on people's opinions on me because like you say no matter what you do in life someone's always going to judge you for a part of it you're never going to please everybody
2: exactly exactly
3: be it what your face looks like what your hair color is what you're wearing what color your white cane is someone's going to have something to say right
0: but the goal isn't to be beautiful to everyone it's to be beautiful to that one right or two or well, to yourself that's as long true. as
3: you're happy with yourself and you know that you're a good person and your intentions are good then what el- what what else would matter like to me i just think as long as i know i'm being the best person that i can be for myself and i'm being the best person for my daughter then all's good
1: that is true. I was just
3: going to say, I wasn't put on this planet to be aesthetically pleasing to everybody. <laughs> I was put on this planet to be me. <laughs> and if you don't like it, I don't care. <laughs> right on.
1: There's a phrase that I tell a lot of my friends that like are, are facing negative comments on, on TikTok. And it's like, if they're not feeding you, financing you, fucking you, <laughs> they don't mean shit. They don't mean shit. Their opinion doesn't matter. Like, you know their their comment is here today and by choice of you could be gone tomorrow
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know yes it, it's it's hurtful now but at the end of the day you know they're not doing shit for you you're not seeing them they're you know you know what i mean yep but to um answer the question that i've been asking you guys so for me i've had um Growing up in a Hispanic household, you always get these um, these comments of like, "Oh, you're getting fat." Oh my God, you're getting skinny. Like you know, the, it's, it's always comments on your weight. Or another thing that my siblings would do is like, let's say I haven't gotten a haircut in a couple days, and it's like my hair looks a little bit wild. Oh my God, you look like a hobo. And I'm like, um, ouch! <laughs> <laughs> like. don't get me wrong I know they're they're joking around but because of the simple fact that I can't really see what I look like I don't know exactly what you know my body looks like to them like I can feel what my Mm. body looks like it doesn't look fat to me it doesn't look skinny to me either but you know I can feel what my body looks like and that's not enough compared to the fact that they see everything you know what I mean so when those comments get to me, it's like, damn, so do I need what do I need to do to change about this? And it gets you really like into yourself in a in a very bad way, I guess. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to know if one, you know, you guys have come across that where it's like, damn, now I need to, you know, because of these opinions coming coming across, like for me it was um I came out of college and I had what they would call the freshman 15 or for me, I guess it was the freshman and sophomore, 25, because I went in about 160 pounds, came out within two years, 186 pounds, which, you know, it doesn't sound like much, but it's still pretty bad to, to gain like 26 pounds within a matter of two years. Mm. So, you know, I came back home and everybody was like, oh, you're getting so fat. And it really got to me to the point where I started um, I went to the gym occasionally and what I started doing more was walking more. I started walking everywhere <laughs> like <laughs> instead of taking the train if I knew I can walk there instead of taking the train and the weather was nice I'd suck it up but mm. I-, I just wanted to know like for you guys has you know um, weight, and, um, weight statements have gotten to you
3: for me definitely I, I used to weigh 266 pounds. Wow. And, and I've lost 160 pounds. Wow. So that's
1: incredible. First off, like you don't that hear that every loss, day. So that's
3: no, I mean, that weight loss was over a five year period, but that five year period was also the most drastic sight loss period of my life. So As the weight was coming off, my eyesight was also deteriorating. The two were not linked, just like to make that clear, because there's a lot of people (laughs) who like to tell me that they're linked. Um, So I couldn't see the changes in my body. I could only feel it. And I'm now at a stage where I've maintained that weight but I still can't see what my body looks like, but I can feel that loose skin. Now, when you can see something, you might look at it and think, actually, that doesn't look too bad, but I can't see that to know that. So In my head, it looks horrific. It feels horrific to me. I mean, my boyfriend and my daughter are constantly telling me, you look fine. It's absolutely fine. It's normal. But in my head, I've just got this picture of, the most disgusting body ever and that is probably my biggest biggest hang up
1: no I, t- I totally get it for me so um i don't know if it's because of the sheer amount of times that i went to the gym and then stopped going to the gym but i have um stretch marks around uh, my like by bi- like the upper area of my biceps and hmm. To me, they feel gross, like legitimately one of them. I can stick my whole finger in and it feels like I'm just playing with silly putty. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm very self-conscious about it. But a lot of people sometimes they tell me, oh, you don't see it. Sometimes they they tell me, holy crap, you do. So I don't even know anymore. Like, it's just like, I'm so ashamed of it that I don't even I I go to the beach. I'm I'm wearing a T-shirt. I'm wearing a T-shirt and I'm making sure that my arms are hidden. like at least the upper part of my arms are hidden because it's like do they see it today do they not see it today but you know when
3: they get tanned they do they do hide like after I had my daughter I had loads of stretch marks and I still had eyesight but when I got tanned you couldn't see them but then when I wasn't tanned like my skin's white and they're silver and it's like oh yeah they're definitely there but when you're tanned you can't see them
1: Hmm. good to know So, piece of advice is hit the beach, people.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Get a tan before
2: you go to get a tan.
1: (laughs) Sorry, Kai. There's no beaches by you.
2: (laughs) I know it.
0: My God, made tanning beds and tanning sprays. Word. Yeah. (laughs) I'll
1: find the lake.
2: There's a hair on my microphone.
0: That's charming. Isn't it? It is. I understand. I have a detached retina in my right eye and I was at a party once and somebody stopped me and said, what's wrong with your eyes? And I said, what do you mean? He said, one pupil is huge and the other isn't. That's weird. And I didn't know my eyes did that. And I didn't know that people would notice that because I don't generally don't look at the pupils of people's eyes. I never thought they were looking at mine, you know, and that was, that felt weird to me that somebody was actually like judging me entirely based on what my eyes were doing, you know? And that was, that was one of those, I'm not going to give a shit about other people's opinions moments for me, you know, because I had to.
3: Yeah. Good something like like, that can make you feel really self-conscious can't
0: it yeah not something i can work on but something that's just me (laughs) something that i know somebody else might find actually endearing because it happened Mm. that person didn't so i don't need to associate myself with that opinion you know
1: funny that you mentioned that because i had um an eye doctor's appointment on thursday and i was talking to my doctor because i also have retinal detachment in my right eye and i never had the the eye nucleated i never had it like removed so it's still you know just like you it's still my original eye and because of that you know the, the eye is kind of like to the the pupil is kind of to the side it tries to track the other eye as much as it can but it's not the per- it's not that great um there's a lot of cataracts formed around the eye so it's very white and it's also shrink and the, the eye the eyeball has shrunk a little bit it's not that noticeable but you know it's noticeable enough that the doctors you know had mentioned that it did shrink and it's made me think like i really want to get it nucleated just so that i can one be that one blind guy that can pull out their their prosthetic eye and be like i got my eye on you but two so i can just have that you know sense of mind of knowing okay i don't have to tilt my head to the right in in photos so that you don't see my right eye like you know i don't have to do all these these crazy things so that i'm hiding this imperfection that i'm self-conscious about and there's nothing i can do about it like yes i know you know jason said you know that he's accepted it and and doesn't even care anymore but you know there's some of us that still kind of like value not value but like I, I come from a, a very um, image forward family. So like caring about what other people think is something that we constantly find ourselves doing. Like I cannot leave my house without looking somewhat decent. Like if, if I look like a hot mess, I'm, like in my head, I can already hear my mother and my grandmother yelling at me like, what the fuck are you doing?
0: I make it a test. If somebody's like, what's wrong with your pupils? I go, oh, you're not somebody I need to know and I move on, you know what I mean? The people that matter, (laughs) people that matter when their opinions affect you like that, that's something different, isn't it? Yeah,
3: yeah, definitely. I just say, I I embrace my imperfections and I I always say to others, our imperfections are what make us
1: perfect. You know what, I love that. I love that because we got, I'm one of those people that like, when I get into, uh, this is going to like outing myself a little bit, but, um, when I get into a relationship with somebody, I love to find the one thing that they're very self-conscious of and make that my favorite thing. I don't know Mm. why, but it's like, one, it's giving them a boost of confidence. And two, it's, you know, you're, you're loving something that not not everybody would i don't know how to explain it but it's like like for example um me i have a big ass nose like i have it's not huge but i, I got some pretty like fat nostrils
0: i had no idea shut up <laughs> i had no idea like, how, I, how no, I had no idea
3: what can you fit up there Right, you know, Just just so I know how big we're talking
0: Right
1: Um, I think maybe Maybe an American sized dime Or maybe a, a nickel I don't know
0: Like a peanut <laughs> M&M or an almond <laughs> m M&M? and I'm
1: mad we're really talking about What I can shove up my nose Okay no the point that I'm trying to make is sorry. Right. a female was to go cool. Oh my god you know I'm full have like the cutest This motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> If a girl was to go to me and go, oh, my God, you have like the cutest nose. And I continue telling them I hate my nose. And they continue to tell me that it it, one makes me feel good. And I'm sure to them, it's making them feel good that they're making me feel good. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I love being that person that actually does that.
0: It's good. Like opening up vulnerability, trust, very sapiosexual.
1: so um now to the whole issue of like i know we were talking about body image and when we do see something that we don't like and want to make a difference like 15. claire said you know she was she went from 260 to 100 pounds which holy fuck like one yes that was over five years but still that is fucking brilliant um. What, for, for some of us, I know going to the gym is difficult. Like, what advice do you have? Like, one, what struggles have you had in your weight loss journey? And two, what are some advice that you would give to, to somebody who is blind or visually impaired and going through that same journey?
3: It's really hard because I'm not someone that goes to the gym. That There's a lot I will do. And I will push my boundaries. You know, I'm happy to board a plane on my own and fly to America. I'm happy to get on the underground in London on my own, but I will not go to a gym. Um, There is just something about that that I cannot do. Uh, We're very fortunate we have a gym set up at home so I can work out at home. But my weight loss was whilst my sight loss was happening. So I did start a gym. But I didn't then go because I felt so conscious of the way I was looking. And you know, you get these proper hotties in there. And I just thought, oh my God, everyone's staring at me. I'm the fat one. I don't want to be that one. So I, I I stopped going and I just purely did my diet based on food and calorie deficit, but with no exercise. Um, well, saying no exercise, I, I'd go for a walk or I'd like run around the block that I, I lived on. But then as my eyesight got worse I suffered with night blindness and I would only go running at night so no one would see me I couldn't do that so then I did like workout DVDs at home and um back then I lived on my own with my daughter I didn't have money so I couldn't buy weights and stuff like that I would literally use what I had in the house like liters of water I would be lifting to try and help that but I also found, and I don't know if anyone else found this, as my sight loss started to go, my appetite also did. And someone raised a really good question the other day. is like, does food taste different now? And I'm, when I thought about it, I thought, I'm not as hungry, but is that because I cannot see the food? So, okay. so I'm
1: actually <laughs> glad you mentioned that because um, I think me and Kai spoke about this privately but um I don't know if it's that I'm you know like my ADHD makes it hard for me to eat or my blindness makes it hard for me to eat but I have like the shittiest appetite so Mm. it's either I'm not hungry at all almost all day or like my body's telling me I'm hungry but my brain is going no you're good you're good so what I find my like I find myself barely eating throughout the day unless I use cannabis, and then that opens up my appetite, and I'm like a fucking monster, and I'll use <laughs> my whole fridge out. <laughs> but I, it, you know, it brings a point that like certain foods to us. I think we spoke about this on the podcast as well. Is like because of our blindness, um, certain foods don't hit the same way if it would naturally, and it's because we're we're more focused now on. The textures, the smells, the um, mm. you know, we're more in tune with the taste. Like I, I, I think I've um said this a numerous amount of times on the podcast. I don't like peanut butter. I cannot stand peanut butter. And the main reason I've learned this is it's the smell. Something about the smell throws it off for me. Yeah, so, you
0: know, most it, dog treats are peanut butter flavored, so I could see where you would put those two together. <laughs> There's a suntan lotion that smells like coconut, and to this day, I can't eat coconut because it tastes like suntan lotion to me, you know?
3: See, I hate the smell of bacon when it's cooking, so I cannot eat bacon. What? I just don't like bacon because I don't like the smell of it. But if someone's put it in a dish and I haven't smelt it being cooked,
0: I'll eat it. Mm Mm-hmm. I can see that. Hmm. Okay.
1: I was about to fight with you because I thought you were about to go. Like I can't stand bacon at all. I was like,
0: no. Hey, we're giving you the space to not enjoy peanut butter. When one of the things in my life is peanut butter milkshakes, that's what I love. You know.
1: Listen, I get the beneficial purposes of of peanut butter because it has protein and all that. Like I, mm. I listen, I'm not knocking peanut butter. I just personally can't do it. Like right. the smell of it makes me nauseous. Mm-hmm. Same with nacho cheese Doritos. Like ugh.
0: Public Access America. It's always funny because, like, especially because as you know,
1: libertarians, we get a ton of shit, even amongst other libertarians.
0: I think political philosophy is a lot like religion, and where there's moments you have to go on faith and trust what somebody else is saying.
1: The main, the main focus is it's like less dependence on the government
0: because, well. We've seen how that's gone And you don't have to do that if you think about it in a human way You know, more dependence on connections with each other but You can always bring it back to what would one human do for another What would a hundred do for a hundred people, people looking out for people. people Find Public Access America anywhere you find your favorite podcast Every Sunday and Thursday And join the chat on YouTube at Public Access America Every Sunday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific Communities looking out for community Public Access America History History in the making, making history. In the making, in the making, in the making, in the making, in
3: the making, in the making. Oh, they're the best.
0: No, they, they are not bag the best. that and you
2: just get this waft of oh, cheesy no,
1: no, Oh my
0: gosh! Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. Oh God. Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> now, if you were going to say the ranch or whatever cool ranch flavor, that smell hits you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, that one but I can we- tolerate. The, we the, don't the nacho cheese one here. smells like feet and diarrhea oh, no. and it's just like no for
0: me wait we found a divide across the book wait you don't have cool ranch doritos
3: no they're called cool but they're not ranch flavored oh,
0: that's yeah right. we don't
3: have ranch over here but it is one of my favorite sauces so i
0: wish we did <laughs> that was perfect I just found out I don't know
1: out. why when she said that all I could think of is the, ranch. The, <laughs> the the British girl on TikTok that does the the videos of her eating a bunch of American foods.
0: Oh yeah. I can't
1: remember her name. But she was she was like so obsessed with ranch for like the the beginning of of me being on TikTok. I will never forget.
0: Right. She taught me that it's called American in other places because ranch is such a bad term. ranch. Oh yeah, we, d- we,
3: d- we don't have it over here so whenever I come to America I always bring bottles of the stuff back hope mm. it doesn't explode in my case but so far it hasn't <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: God. we'll have to get you a recipe so you can make it yourself
3: I have tried I bought um, when I uh, the year before we went into lockdown I could only get sachets and you mix it with uh, I think it was like sour cream or something mm. But it didn't taste the same. It didn't hit the same. It was, in oh, fact, it was
0: disgusting. worse than, yeah. I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm really sorry about that.
3: That's okay. That wasn't your fault.
0: <laughs> Partially. But I'll advocate for it. Ranch, oh, thanks. ranch across the pond. We need to do that to you. We
3: need that. We, we need, need that. For better
0: relations, we need ranch across the pond. Definitely. Right. And maybe we can get blood pudding.
3: Ew. No one needs that. <laughs> no. <laughs>
0: What a bus-potted dick. <laughs> we do enjoy oh, a Cornish good. game hen from now now and then. Oh what? A Cornish game hen. What's that? Oh, a little bird.
3: Oh, like game pie. Mhm.
0: Yep. Okay. Let's just say yes because I have no idea what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but I love learning. It, these are things I'm gonna order when I go out or look for on menus because I love doing that stuff.
1: You know what I keep seeing? And I, and every time I see them, I'm like, what is that? Just like a zebra cake? What is it? The, the Jaffa cakes? Every time I see that, all I think of is like a zebra cake. And I know it's uh, not.
3: Yeah, you don't you don't really have anything similar no. over there.
1: No. I guess yeah, I maybe... the closest thing I could think of is a zebra cake, which is like it's a white and chocolate cake that is like drizzle. I don't know how to explain it. It's
0: just like no, a weird... I've...
3: I've had zebra yeah. cake. Yeah, it's it's not. I'd ha- I need to send you guys some. Then you're missing out. You are missing out.
0: What are we talking about?
3: Jaffa cakes.
0: Jaffa cakes. What? Yeah. yeah. Let's get those so it's across like a little the pan.
3: Sponge, a little sponge cake with a jet or you uh, jello. You call it jello. We call it jelly. Mm. A jello sort of thing covered in chocolate.
0: We call it jelly.
3: Okay, hey, jelly. Jelly,
0: jelly. That's food. your
3: jam. Jelly's jam, isn't it?
0: Yes. yes. The wibbly tomato, wobbly. Tomato, potato, no,
1: but it all potato. goes in a donut. No.
0: Really nice.
3: So yeah. So yeah, I need to send you guys some, so then you can yeah. try them.
0: <laughs> I love that. Love that. But that's part of, um, for me, getting back to a relationship with food. It's finding exciting flavors, mm. you know, and creating things myself, like, like fudge or brownies. What did I, I made chocolate chip cookies. I made peanut butter fudge. Didn't like the fudge so much. So I broke it up and made fudge cookies, chocolate chip cookies, but with fudge Mm. and those were good, (laughs) but it's spending the time making the food, the chili, the spices, um, making it taste good to me and then finding yeah. out other people are like, "Wow, that's really good. Can you make that again?" And then suddenly, I'm excited to cook, which means I'm eating more. And it's just about a relationship with food because I use food as a it's like a cutting technique for me because if I'm hungry, I'm not thinking about my problems. I'm only thinking about being hungry. And so getting back to a relationship with food was really tough for me, you know.
3: Oh, I'm glad you found enjoyment in cooking I that's certainly something i've done as well like it 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 helps with my anxiety Mm -hmm. i mean it stresses me out when i'm doing it but it also helps i feel quite like at at peace when i'm in the kitchen it just takes so much time and effort when you can't see what you're doing.
0: right it helps not to have anyone around you so you can take a half hour to fill the measuring cup the way you need you know absolutely yeah absolutely that's too much butter. Go away. <laughs> it's funny that you guys say that
1: we... it gives you, you know, calm and relaxment. I, think, mm-hmm. you
0: know, I am just anxious the whole time. I'm like, am I going to burn this? yeah try burning something and figuring out how to put it out and then suddenly you're not worried about fires again
1: yeah you know? uh i've been there i've been Me there too. and Me that's too. why i kind of still have this anxiety
0: i left a pan on for like an entire day until it popped and cracked on my on my stove you know i've done things Oof. like that yeah i filled my burnt cinnamon rolls But I got past it. I tried it again until I didn't burn the cinnamon rolls. And then I liked the cinnamon rolls I made. Nobody else liked them. They were too dry and overcooked, but I didn't burn them.
3: There you go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And see, I do all the cooking in our house. So I enjoy making like my daughter's lactose intolerant and my boyfriend is on like a really strict diet. So the other Mm. night I made him a red pepper pasta Mm. and I made her a vegan carbonara and people are just like oh how can you do that you're blind i can't even do that Mm -hmm. she's like well i did have to start at two o'clock in the afternoon to feed them by six but i still did
1: it
0: that's right time and necessity creates food (laughs) you know i have to have it done (laughs) it'll get done i don't know how i'm going to do that yeah yeah i like that what is a pepper pasta
3: um so uh It's just uh, roasted red peppers with onion and garlic, and then you blend it up with tomatoes, and that's the base of your sauce with salt, pepper, and basil and just over some pasta.
0: Mm, Okay. What kind of pasta? quite
3: nice. Um, He had, I think it was just spaghetti.
0: Okay. I mean, was it like a certain weed or... um for gluten anything special
3: not just normal dry
0: nice cook pasta (laughs) perfect okay i'm just questioning because i'm looking for a new pasta personally
2: oh okay
3: yeah he's italian so it's really hard for me to cook pasta dishes for him because everything will get compared to what his mum makes
2: Mm. and it'll never
3: (laughs) compare
0: (laughs) right welcome to being a wife (laughs) My mom made the worst food and then my wife made the best food. You know, my oh. mom made the best food until my wife made the best food. Then my mom suddenly couldn't make anything that I liked. <laughs> oh
1: so I have to ask, um Kai, right? So no, you you try your hardest to um, you know, combat like weight loss and stuff, you know, because not you know, not for reasons of people judging you just because I think you, you said it yourself. It's you wanting to make a difference. Yeah. But um, one thing that we have always uh, spoken of is the struggles of being a blind person, getting to the gym, um, getting help at the gym. Um, another one is getting the motivation to go. Cause it's like, like Claire said is, you know, it's the, is somebody there ju- going to judge me, you know, right so what do you have to say about all that like rant on girl
2: (laughs) so let's see let's see okay so when it comes to appearance as we said before I personally if I can work on something about myself I will like I can't change the fact that my eyes move you know um but I can change the fact that I'm chubby if I really try. At least I think I can. And so I'm going to try to work on that a bit more. I've been naturally losing weight throughout, like, since I've moved into my own apartment because I can have only my food in the fridge and I can do things on my schedule without somebody in my face. So I've been, according to other people, which I don't know if this is a blind thing or just a body dysmorphia. I'm not going to claim to have body dysmorphia, but um, other people have, like, noticed weight loss in me, I suppose. And I haven't necessarily noticed it in myself, but last month, early last month, I did start to really try. Cause if I, I was like, if I can lose it naturally, I wonder what I could do if I actually applied myself. Um, so I started to just kind of change little things here and there, because like you had said, because of my ADHD, um, my body does not tell me when I'm hungry or at least my brain doesn't. And so throughout the day I don't eat and it's not because of anything like mental, like, you know, it's not anything dramatic. Like I, I refuse to eat. It's literally just, I don't, you have to food have the about motivation food. to eat. You I have to, it. yeah, exactly. Eating is a I, chore. I totally get it.
1: It's like, it's just like with the insomnia, it's like, you have to have that moment of hunger. You have to have that moment of sleep. And if you don't take advantage of it, the moment will pass and you will be fucked.
2: Yeah. Like it's a chore, but also I related with Jason on the thing. And Jason and I used to talk about this on zoom all the time before that my body would tell me that I was hungry. And you know, if I felt fine, I would eat. And if I was like depressed or I was stressed out or something, I would refuse to eat because I would rather think about the fact that my collarbones hurt because I'm so hungry than think about what's actually wrong, uh, which is not a good thing. That is not a flex. That is not a coping mechanism. That is just something that I used to use as like a tool um, mm-hmm. to kind of diffuse whatever other situation I was working on, if that makes sense. So I've had a bit of a weird go with food, Um But it's not anything like crazy. I don't I wouldn't say I have like a super unhealthy relationship with food in general. It's just eating is a fucking chore. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know if that makes sense. But when it comes to the gym, I did try to start going to the gym and I really like going. I at first I didn't want to go because I was or am the chubby one. Everyone there is fit. Everyone there is like, you know, muscular and thin And I didn't want to be the one who everyone looked at who was like fighting for her life on the stair stepper, who's got like a bunch of extra weight and they would judge me and like, you know, but I realized that if you are the kind of person who's going to look at another person in the gym, trying to better themselves, no matter what they look like and you judge them, you're a fucking asshole, dude. Don't you have something better to do? Like get a hobby. I don't know. Like it just doesn't because maybe they do. Maybe I get to the gym and people judge me often and Honestly, fuck you. Like, it's it's not my concern. I did not come here to look sexy for you. I came here to look sexy for me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I'm and I'm not saying that that's because that's a perfectly rational reason to not want to go. There are so many people who don't go for that reason and for other reasons. Getting to the gym, transportation. That is literally such a hard thing. I had a friend tell me the other day that he was not going to take me to the gym if I was trying to lose weight. And I was like, what the hell is that? And he was like, well, I just don't want to be complicit in that behavior. I was like, trying to get to a healthy weight is not a fucking crime, but I'm not, I'm not going to get into that here. That is for another time. But essentially transportation is definitely a challenge and I'm, I'm actively trying to figure out how I can get to the gym every day after work without absolutely breaking my wallet with lifts. So that is gonna be a challenge, but I do enjoy it, um, and I hope I can keep doing it. And I hope that I can maybe see some results. Either way, I mean, mentally, I'm doing better. Did I answer any of your fucking questions, bro? I'm sorry. No, you did. You did. Okay. You did.
1: And you you brought me to a, a lovely point of like getting there. So I'm 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 fortunate enough that I live in a you know a city that's their public transportation system is moderately reliable and super, you know, decent, you know, nonetheless, you know, I don't have that excuse of, I can't get to the gym, but what I do have is, um, working on the machines. Like, honestly, I have this anxiety of like, if I set the weight wrong and the the machine breaks, I'm now responsible. Fuck, you know? So going alone is another thing that I struggle with. So finding somebody to go with you, to help you out, to one, not only like help you use the machines and whatnot, but to also give you that that motivation and that boost that, that we all need when we're at the gym. Um,
2: yeah, no, I can I can relate to that. I think that um, trying to figure out form, you know, whenever I'm working out, if my form is shit, I probably won't know. And then like how to work the machines. I honestly should have done that thing that you do when you get like the tour and they kind of show you what everything does and how to do it. But I don't like to people. So I just try to figure it out on my own, which, you know, if that goes horribly wrong someday, I'll just never come back and it'll be freaking fine. I don't know. It's a horrible way to deal with it. Don't be like me. That wasn't a fart. That was mature. I (laughs) promise. No, but like
1: for me, I've, I've managed to, when I do actually decide to go back to the gym and when I like, because I, I go through like moments of like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll go and then I'll go for like maybe a month and a half and then I'll stop. But when I do do that, Doo-doo. of course, you child, <laughs> <laughs> when I do that, I usually have a friend to accompany me or a family friend that I know is going to, you know, one motivate me and to help me use the machine so that I'm not breaking shit. I'm not, you know, but it's like, I shouldn't have to do that. You know, I shouldn't have to worry about that. I shouldn't have to think, damn, let me have this home gym. So I don't have to worry about these issues. One thing I did think about, and I think I told you this and I'm sure it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Granted, I'm pretty sure the staff at the gym might make it a big deal, but If we were to go into a gym, cane in hand and ask them, hey, listen, I'm legally blind. I unfortunately don't have anybody to accompany me. Is there a a way that we could set up a schedule for somebody, you know, for one of your employees to, one, just be on the floor and just assist me with setting up the machines and maybe, you know, give me advice on my form if, if necessary. You know, if that's possible. Because, you know, just like anybody else, we deserve the right and the ability to enjoy the gym just like a sighted person would.
3: See, for me, when I asked that question, because I thought if someone can help me, that will get rid of that anxiety because it's all the buttons and the stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They they told me the only way that I could do that was to pay for a personal trainer for the hour who would literally follow me around pressing the buttons. And I was just thinking, well... You know, the gym membership itself is a lot. And now on top of that, I've got to pay for a trainer who's not necessarily training me. They're just pressing the buttons for me. And See, at, you don't wanna have point, to keep yeah. I sorry. would
1: argue I would argue that. Like I would I don't know what um form of um disability rights you guys have in the UK, but you know, I would personally I would make an ADA claim if that were to happen to me because you're yes, you know. You're, you're kind of getting a personal trainer, but it really isn't a personal trainer because personal trainer is somebody that'll sit with you on every machine and guide you through every fucking workout. Mm-hmm. No, this per- all we're asking is hey, can you set the weight to what I mm-hmm. need and just tell me exactly what it is I'm doing and you can walk away. You can go walk away and clean what it is you need to clean, do what it is you need to do and when I'm done I'll I'll, I'll you know say your name and you can come and appear and and just guide me to the next machine it's it's not like I'm asking you to you know completely spend the whole hour with me throughout my whole workout no I'm Mm. just asking you to you know calmly walk me through my circuit without you know guiding me through it I don't know how to explain it but
3: yeah no I agree agree, but that's why I was just like you know I'm not doing it I'd, I'd rather just Struggle at home mm-hmm. and no, make do what with what I've got at home. What see you're a lot of is... our gyms are, are like a a pay as you go gym. you you swipe in, and there's normally one member of staff there. that's that's it, and they're just kind of there just to make sure, like for health and safety reasons. Mm-hmm. the twenty four hour gyms, they don't even have any staff there, so like, it would just be like, well, I wouldn't be able to go if there was no member of staff there, and then I'd be asking random people. Well, I wouldn't even know if uh-huh. anyone was in there. You know, if I went at eleven o'clock at night, I'd be like, "Hello, anyone here?" I wouldn't know. Uh-huh. I don't know if the gyms in America are like the same as over here, but the the way that our gyms have gone, if I think back to when I first started losing weight and how manned they were, and that there was always someone walking around cleaning the equipment or you know just putting the the weights back where they should be because a lot mm-hmm. of people just leave them on the floor to when my site started going it was just hugely
1: different out here we we do it's almost about the same situation especially now with COVID. you know less uh less employees there mm. But I still feel like we, we do deserve, you know, the ability to use the gym like anybody else and not have to pay exorbitant fees on a personal trainer or exorbitant fees on um, exercise equipment in the house. Because um, during the, the height of the pandemic, my mother actually bought a Bowflex, like a, 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 an elliptical. And do we even use this machine barely just barely Mm -hmm. and this machine costed us almost i think like about a thousand dollars maybe six hundred dollars somewhere around there and that's that's not cheap that's not cheap when i could have just went to a gym and used that same machine for what uh ten dollars a month but because i can't see the machine to press the buttons and and know how to, to how to work it or because they won't allow me to come in with a bunch of bump dots and and mm-hmm. adapt the machi- the 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 machine for myself. I can't enjoy it the way everybody else does, and this is something that one needs to be you know solved because a lot of like like we said in the beginning, a lot of us who are visually impaired struggle with self-esteem issues, struggle with body image issues, and it's because of the simple fact that. You know, people constantly are always talking about, you know, image and and the way people look. And that's never going to change. But on top of that, you have, you know, the simple fact that you can't see what you look like. So whatever they say sticks. Mm. You know, whether whether we choose to say we brush it off or not, it's still eventually some of that still rubs off on you and you still think about it like, damn, am I do my do my eye? Does my eye move that far to the right? You know, am I that overweight? I don't f- feel that overweight to myself, but maybe I look that overweight. You know, like so because of of things like this, we deserve the ability to actually work on some of the stuff that we can change, and just like anybody else.
3: Yeah, maybe they're in the mindset that they think, "Oh, because you can't see what you look like, you don't care what you look like,"
0: or that you want to know
1: exactly, which is. Stupid on stupid in itself.
0: I got a challenge for you, Ezric. When you're ready for it, what's up? I just want you to drink one less soda and do one sit-up, and never do less.
1: Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Just do once one, one sit-up and never do less than one. Never do less. Actually, never do less than the day you did before.
1: Okay not a bad, not a bad try.
0: Mm-mm.
1: Maybe I'll get rid of the, some of this gut that I have
0: maybe, or maybe it'll inspire you to get up on that bow flex. So you don't have to do sit-ups anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know what hey, I mean? Go, and see. then getting to know that bow flex, maybe you'll want to go to the gym and go further. You know what I mean? Just to get off that bow flex. Cause you don't want your mom helping you anymore with it. You know, and we, you, you just, you can't assume that you need to be at the finish line, before you start, sometimes you just have to take that leap and go on that journey, no matter what, like, it, I just ate a lot, and I didn't do my sit ups yet. Darn it. And then it's a compromise. Do I do twice as many tomorrow just to get out of it today? Or do I just do them? And it's these little steps that create who you're going to be next year, you know?
1: Yeah, n- another thing that I, I, um I try to advocate for a lot, but I suck at it is Building a habit is something that, um, at least for, for somebody with ADHD, it's something that actually helps.
0: Mm-hmm. It's The only so thing that if eases you... my mind, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it takes what is it twenty one days to build a habit. So if I was to start this uh, this adv- this challenge that you gave me tomorrow, I'm pretty sure that I'll start seeing results by the end of like
0: yeah, do it for twenty one I mean, by days. the end of February. I love this. And then next month, we're going to we're going to ask you how you're going. I like this. I'll yeah, do it. I'll do it too. I'm
1: only going to say this, like it, it's in theory, it's great. But because I'm a, one of those people that like lack motivation, mm-hmm. it might not it, I might not be that successful. I'm going to try my hardest, but,
0: but I'm going to do you. it. I'm, I'm going to do it, too. And I'm going to judge you if you don't do it. So,
1: you know what? I'm really <laughs> like, I, I know this sounds stupid. I but never I, do, love-
0: I never would do that.
1: I low key can't wait till um I start my guide dog training because I feel like it'll be a way for me to hit the reset button on my like day-to-day mm-hmm. structure. If that makes sense?
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: And I think it'll it'll help me one because it'll get me on a on a better like sleep schedule at least I hope. Hoping and praying. But the main thing is I'm going to try to use my downtime to, you know, make it make certain things that I need to make in my life a habit. So, like, if I'm not doing anything over there um, on my downtime, instead of watching TV and doing dumb shit, I might just spend 30 minutes, you know,
0: you can doing do push ups and lifting you can, weights. You can do all three, Ezra. You can get high, watch TV, and do <laughs> sit ups. I swear to God, because eventually you'll stop doing one of those three. It doesn't matter. It's funny that he
1: said this because I legitimately, me and my brother will legit do bong rips and lift weights. So <laughs> there you go.
0: Whatever it takes to get you to the point to where you're choosing one or the other. It's about your choice and your freedom, but don't feel judged because of the way you're shaped. Somebody loves it
1: that is true i i think i've said it to you before i kind of i prefer low-key i kind of prefer uh women that are a little bit thicker than than most because i don't like skinny skinny is it's okay but it's not all there
0: beautiful in its own way to its own (laughs) not not
1: judging anybody that's skinny i'm just saying
0: happy who cares happy is better right
1: yeah, mm-hmm. as long as you you content with yourself, that's the only thing that matters. Like mm-hmm. like I said earlier, if they not feeding you, fucking you, or financing you, they, they opinion, their opinions don't matter.
0: Well, it's this weird thing as to where instant attraction isn't the same as long term infatuation. You know, like when you're with somebody, you learn to love their quirks and their differences and their uniquenesses, and then suddenly you can't do without them. So. Instead of looking for a long term attraction, just think about like the one or two things that you need and then the other things are just wants, and then you can learn to love somebody that's different, you know. And that's mm-hmm. awesome. That feels so good. Like a year into it to be like I know you better than I know anybody. I've seen you poop with the door open and I still love you. Holy cow. That's more important than like this. Oh, I met you. I think you're sexy. Let's go out to dinner. We're we're now a couple. That doesn't work, you know.
2: If I could just say really quickly. Ezra, you called me the other day when I was at the gym. So, if you or really anyone is trying to get motivated and you feel like you need other people around to motivate you. Cause I was like that at first starting is literally the hardest part. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I do, I have an Apple watch and I try to close my rings as many times as I can. I can't always do it every day cause your girl busy, mm. but I really, I've been trying to make sure cause it's this weird, like serotonin rush when you close all your rings Yeah, and, um, I remember the first day I did it, I felt so cool. I was like, oh my God, look, all my rings are closed. And then I just kept trying to do it again. And it almost got to a point where I didn't close my rings one day and I was kind of like irritable and I couldn't figure out why. So Mm -hmm. that might be a problem. I don't know. We're still trying to figure that out. I'm still new to this. But if you need like an accountability buddy or something and you want to get little Apple watches and like compare our circles and like share it with each other and like call each other at the gym or or me at the gym Aww. and you doing your sit ups or something like if anyone needs like someone just for moral support. I'm not talking about goddamn advice and shit like look at me come on mm-hmm. but like helping somebody start you know if, if you need if you want someone to talk to or. Uh, Sing you a song. Just kidding. I wow. thought I'd put that out there.
0: As long as you're putting it out there, I'm sure you all feel the same way. Can you tell people where they can find you on TikTok so that they can reach out?
2: Yeah. Um, you were talking to me, right? Yes, ma'am. I just want to make sure. <laughs> okay. So you can find me on TikTok at Kaya's fly. That is K-Y-E uh, is fly. Yep. 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 That's wow. the one.
0: How about you, Claire?
2: Um Yeah,
3: I I'm not very good at motivating people. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you have uh, no exercise. idea. You're you wait. You have no idea your influence on the blind community on TikTok. Don't you?
3: No, I don't. I, yes, but, and no, like I like I get a lot of messages every day. Okay. And I it, for me, I just find this whole thing quite weird. Still, mm. like how people are like you don't know how much you've helped me, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. I'm just I'm just me. I'm just being me.
0: I know Ezra um, Rick brought it up earlier, but when you had that thing where somebody said you were ugly and you didn't, the way you addressed it just instantly made the community go, what the, and it's just like, we all just surrounded you. Like, I don't want to see this happen again. And we've been following you ever since as you've just been happier. And like, this is how I walk around the streets. And it's just, it's a, it's a really great adventure. Cause you're not judgmental. It's you're just, I'm just Claire living my life. Hi, you know? And it's, it's endearing, so you do have an effect on people. Where and where can they find you on TikTok so that other people, new people, can see that?
3: I'm at can see can't see.
0: Perfect. It's quite mouthful. <laughs> How about you, Ezra?
1: Well, um, you can obviously find me on blind underscore in underscore NY on TikTok. And then on Instagram, which, you know, I always tell people, if you really want to talk to me, if you want to vent out your problems, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always here to listen. I'm not, I'm not a, you know, therapist, I'm not Jay, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm always here and, um, my Instagram is new underscore York's underscore blindest. So yeah, that's me. Okay.
0: You're my favorite TikTokers. I mean, amongst you know, Shy and Jay, of course, Dave, you know, Brittany, Caitlin, <laughs> Bella, <laughs> Kimberly. <laughs> yeah.
3: Why did you all.
2: start this? Right.
1: I mean, Jasmine. Why is, did you? Know, he, he just made a whole trade now. Da-
0: like, don't forget Daisy and Jasmine who you know, were in the chat for a while. So Marie. Marie, you can't forget Marie.
2: Hey, everyone watching, if he forgets your name, absolutely just obliterate him in the comment section. Right. I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding. Don't do that.
0: Except for Margaret. Sorry. Okay. Anyone else? <laughs> go ahead.
1: <laughs> so I, I just want to like finish off because we, we did have such a, a very like uh, powerful topic and discussion. If there's any, I, I know Claire was trying to and, and struggling earlier, but uh, if anybody has like any advice that they can give to anybody in the blind or visually impaired community struggling with body image, struggling with self-esteem, or just struggling to get their ass into a gym, what, what would you say? Just any words of affirmation or any words of wisdom that you want to bestow on the public?